This is the Back of House News, where we cover the biggest restaurant and food service industry headlines. This week, we discuss the exclusion of financial aid for restaurants in the recent federal spending package and the disappointment felt by restaurant owners. We're also talking about the latest moves from DoorDash, Uber Eats, and more. It's Thursday, March 17th. I'm Claudia Sarek. In today's top story, we revisit the topic of replenishing the Restaurant Revitalization Fund and what the future looks like now that we know funding wasn't passed in the government's recent spending package. For more details, we go to Back of House reporter Grace Dickinson. Hi, Grace. Welcome back. Thanks, Claudia. So last Friday, President Biden signed and passed an omnibus spending bill that didn't include any additional financial aid for restaurants. Why was this moment so important for the industry? So there was a lot of anticipation leading up to the deadline for the spending package. Many felt like this was the last real opportunity to get a replenishment of the restaurant revitalization fund. It's simply much harder to get standalone legislation passed through Congress, and this presented an opportunity to get relief funding attached to a larger package. There was also a notable bipartisan push led by Senator Cardin from Maryland and Senator Wicker from Mississippi that could have brought up to $48 billion in financial aid to the industry, but unfortunately that legislation was cut from the package before it even made it out of Congress. Mm, wow. So we know that the original round of RRF was only able to cover about one third or so of restaurant owners who applied. So without any additional funding coming through, what does this mean for the industry? Yeah, so when you look at surveys, it's sadly a grim picture. According to a report from the Independent Restaurant Coalition, 80% of restaurants that didn't receive an RRF grant said that they're on the verge of permanent closure. Mm. The coalition predicts hundreds of restaurants to close in the coming weeks without additional funding. This spending package news hits particularly hard for restaurant owners who were told they were approved for a first-round RRF grant, and then only to find out in weeks that followed that money wasn't coming. Roughly 3,000 restaurant owners were approved for grants that were actually later rescinded. Wow. So I imagine many of those operators were anticipating they'd be first in line for the next round of funding then, right? Yeah. So I recently spoke with an operator, Kim Hammer, who runs a restaurant out of Raleigh, North Carolina, and she was one of those operators. She was told she was getting an initial RRF grant and started making plans. And then she had to pivot when she found out the money wasn't coming. Mm Mm-hmm. So I asked her her reaction to the latest spending package news, and she said she was simply heartbroken. Hammer says she feels abandoned and recently has not only been struggling to stay afloat, but is now facing more competition with neighboring restaurants who did receive RRF. She's dumped all of her personal savings into keeping her restaurant alive, and now not only does she no longer have money for things like if equipment breaks, But she simply can't compete with other restaurants who are better able to afford hiring staff at higher wages. Right. And we know staffing industry-wide still is a huge challenge for restaurants. There was actually just a recent report by the Bureau of Labor Statistics that shows employment is still down 824,000 from pre-pandemic levels. Plus, as we all know, restaurants are having to deal with a strained supply chain, which has caused food prices to soar. And, you know, a report from the Bureau of Labor Statistics shows that food prices rose 12.8% over the last year. Wow, that's a lot. 
So what's next here? Is there any hope that additional federal restaurant relief could still be passed in the future? What do you think that this holds for our industry? Well, Senator Cardin did post to his Twitter last week that he's going to continue to try and advance this issue forward. And of course, activist groups like the Independent Restaurant Coalition and the National Restaurant Association say they certainly won't be giving up. But when you talk to operators, most of them say their optimism is basically zero at this point. I asked Hammer on her thoughts of future funding, and she simply said, I quote, I'm not holding my breath. Ugh, yikes. Well, thank you so much, Grace. I know that you'll be keeping an eye out on the future um, for any possible funding, and we'll report back. Thanks, Claudia. Happy to be here. In other news, rising gas prices could be poised to take a bite out of drive through business. A new study from Auto Club AAA shows that driving habits are rapidly changing due to the soaring petroleum prices, which could inadvertently have a direct effect on what has become an even bigger revenue source for many restaurants over the past couple of years. Said a food and beverage analyst at Morning Consult, if consumers are trying to consolidate the number of times they leave the house, even just to run errands, that could lead to less occasions to swing by a restaurant. Speaking of driving, now that restrictions are lifting and more people are back in offices, Uber Eats is getting back on the group ordering train. The delivery giant just dropped a trio of new features, including the ability to split bills, set ordering deadlines, and send auto-reminders. Basically, that means the host, whether that be a friend or office manager, can place the order in advance, determine how to pay the bill amongst different parties, and set an ordering deadline up to a week in advance. As for other third-party delivery moves, DoorDash is showing its love for the locals. More specifically, funding local consumer packaged good businesses owned by women, immigrants, trans individuals, and people of color. For now, the program is just backing around 50 entrepreneurs from New York, Chicago, or Washington, D.C., and is only eligible for businesses maintaining 20 or fewer employees and less than $1 million annual revenue. The restaurant group that operates Lime Fresh Mexican Grill has filed a class-action lawsuit against Google, claiming the tech giant fielded online orders for the restaurant without its permission and directed customers to third-party websites not authorized by the restaurant. It's worth noting that Grubhub settled a lawsuit centered around similar allegations in 2019. And while the company didn't acknowledge any wrongdoing, they did implement some changes to their site and practices in the wake of the lawsuit. A number of major restaurant chains, including McDonald's, Starbucks, Burger King, Papa John's and Panda Express, have ceased operations in Russia in the wake of the invasion of Ukraine. We're also seeing numerous acts of support for Ukraine from independent corners of the restaurant industry, many of them raising money for initiatives like Jose Andres' World Central Kitchen, which is currently working to feed the many refugees fleeing the crisis. Visit backofhouse.io for a list of ways your restaurant can get involved. That's all for this week, folks. Bye-bye.